This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Citizens Bank Park, game two of a three-game weekday series between the Marlins and the Phillies, Trevor Rogers versus Zach Eflin. And with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, if you like a lot of offense, you like a lot of drama, you came to the right place tonight. Marlins beat the Phillies in a wild affair here at Citizens Bank Park. The final score, 11-9. So these two division rivals have split the first two games of this three-game series. Marlins now go up four games to two in the season series. This one started really well for Miami, and we wondered how the Marlins would come out after that gut-wrenching 3-2 loss in the series opener last night. Well, they came out with their bats ablazing against Zach Eflin in inning number one with two outs and nobody on. Jorge Soler hit a double, and Jesus Aguilar got the offensive barrage started. On 2-0, he drives one deep to left field. Schwarber turns. He'll watch. Goodbye. Jesus Aguilar now 8 for 16 in his career against Eflin. The home run is ninth of the season, his third on the trip. Miami strikes first. It's 2-0 in the first. And the Marlins weren't done. Jesus Sanchez followed with a single. A man on for Avisael Garcia. Here's a 3-2 pitch to Garcia. That's hammered to center field. Veerling's going back toward the bullpen. Way back at the wall. Goodbye. It's the second home run in the inning for the Marlins. Avi with number four on the year. And the Marlins are out to a 4-0 lead. They have had a lot of success against Zach Eflin coming into this game tonight. Eflin... Over the last three years, it made five starts against Miami, losing them all with a 6.84 ERA. And they were off to a great start against him in the first inning here tonight. But when he got John Birdie on a comebacker to end the first inning, he went on a roll. He allowed a two-out single to Jazz Chisholm, an infield hit in the second inning. But that was the only man to reach against Eflin as he would go on to finish six innings in this game. He retired the last 13 in a row. He retired 16 of 17 after Garcia hit that second first inning home run and he gave the Phillies a chance to come back and they would indeed come back against Trevor Rogers, the Marlins starter tonight. The Phillies loaded the bases against Rogers in the first inning, two walks and a single. They did that with one out, but JT Realmuto had a ground ball up the middle of Jazz Chisholm fielded right at second base, stepped on the bag, threw to first for a 4-3 double play. The Phillies left a man in the second inning, so it was 4-0 Miami into the third. Second time round for the top of the order, Kyle Schwarber worked a walk. Reese Hoskins singled, and when Bryce Harper walked, the Phillies, for the second time in three innings, had the bases loaded against Trevor Rogers. this time with nobody out. Now he struck out Nick Castellanos for the first out, then had to face JT Romuto again. Bases full one down, the 1-1 pitch, and Romuto bounces it left side. Mickey to second, they get one, and Jazz will have to hold it. They can't turn to, wasn't it hard enough? In from third, Schwarber, and it's 4-1. to Didi Gregorius then hit a fly ball left, ending the inning. So all things considered, Trevor 
had loaded the bases with nobody out, allowed just the one run after three innings. Miami had a 4-1 lead in this game. The Phillies had seven base runners through three innings, but only the one run. They were one for five at that point with men in scoring position. In the fourth with Eflin rolling, Trevor looked to get on a bit of a roll, and he got the first two outs, Alec Bohm and Jaro Munoz and fly balls to right, but then the number nine man, Matt Veerling, singled, and when Kyle Schwarber walked, there were two men on for a Marlins nemesis, Reese Hoskins. Pitch coming, Hoskins deep to left, and we are tied at four. What were you saying about poking the bear? Reese Hoskins finally cashed in. The Phillies had had so many chances, and the Marlins were dancing out of trouble, but not in the fourth inning. Hoskins with the three-run home run, and after jumping out to a 4 nothing lead, all of a sudden the Marlins found themselves in a 4-4 game. And when Bryce Harper followed with a single, Trevor Rogers was pulled from this game after throwing 94 pitches in three and two-thirds innings. Dylan Floro struck out Nick Castellanos, got out of the fourth. But for Rogers in this game, three and two-thirds innings, five hits, four runs. He walked a career-high six. It's the first time this year Marlins pitchers walked six in a game. He struck out only two. Allowed the home run to Hoskins, 94 pitches, 52 strikes, 42 balls for Rodgers. He left a 4-4 game. Floro got the final out in the fourth, but in the fifth inning, he allowed a single to Real Muto, then a double to Gregorius. Second and third, nobody out for the third baseman, Alec Bohm. 0-2 pitch is lined in his center field. The Phillies are going to take the lead. Real Muto scores. Gregorius is waved. The throw to the plate's cut off. It's a two-run single for Bohm and a 6-4 Phillies advantage. Well, Jaro Munoz struck out for the first stop. Matt Veerling then with a single, putting men at first and second with the lefty Kyle Schwarber coming up. Floral pulled from the game. Richard Blyer brought on. He got Schwarber to bounce to first for the second out. Runners moved up to second and third, and with two down, tried to escape the inning, facing that guy again, Reese Hoskins. The 2-2, ripped out toward left center. He's going to make the Marlins pay. It's going to bounce up against the wall. Two runs are in. Hoskins, who had the game-winning hit in the ninth last night, has knocked in five here tonight on three hits in the last three innings. And it's all of a sudden 8-4 Philadelphia. And Hoskins wasn't done. We'll hear more from him coming up. But the Phillies had an 8-4 lead, and they would carry that advantage into the seventh inning when they pulled Zach Eflin after 80 pitches. Final line doesn't look great. Six innings, five hits, four runs all earned. No walks, four strikeouts, two homers, 80 pitches, 51 strikes. But remember, he allowed all four runs and four of the five hits in the very first inning, then allowed just one base runner on an infield hit from the second inning through the sixth. So he's pulled at 80 pitches. They brought Juries Familia in with a four-run lead, 8-4 to four in the seventh. After 13 straight had gone down, Against the starter, Eflin Familia allowed a leadoff double to Avi Garcia for Garcia, his first multiple extra game of the season here tonight. Then John Birdie walked. The Marlins down 8-4, to four, had two on, nobody out. Miguel Rojas, a fly ball to left for the first out. Then up stepped the catcher, Jacob Stallings. Familia fires the 1-2, and Stallings gets into one. Deep to left. Schwarber's back at the wall. Goodbye, three-run homer. And Miami is right back in it. It's 8-7. Stallings hit a home run in his third plate appearance, opening day in San Francisco. He had not homered in 157 plate appearances since. But he goes deep tonight in a big spot, made it a one-run game, 
And then, after a pitching change, Familia giving way to Saranthi Dominguez. Up to the plate step, Jazz Chisholm. 1-2 pitch to him is driven deep to right field. Castiano's back at the wall. Jazz has tied the game at 8. Back-to-back home runs, Stallings and Chisholm, and it's 8-8 in the 7th. So the Marlins have come back. They've blown a four-run lead. Then the Phillies blow a four-run lead. We are 8-8 into the bottom of the seventh. Anthony Bass with a 1-2-3 inning for the Marlins. We went to the eighth. Brad Hans at Miami down 1-2-3, a couple of Ks. In the bottom of the eighth, Steven Oker came on to face the top of the order. He was able to strike out Kyle Schwarber, the lefty, for the first out. Then, before he could face the lefty Harper, he had to go after the suddenly scalding hot right-handed bat of Reese Hoskins. 3-2, 3-2, Hoskins in the air to left and deep. Solaire back, he's at the wall, and Hoskins has done it again into the second row, just barely got it out of here. He's got a four-hit, two-homer, six-RBI night, and it's 9-8 Phillies in the eighth. For Reese Hoskins, the six RBIs match a career high for the second time. The four hits match a career high for the second time, and the two-home run game is the 11th of his major league career. He had a monster night tonight, four for five, a single, a double, two homers, drives in six, scores a pair, and the Phillies took a 9-8 lead into the ninth inning. We told you about Corey Knable, their closer. Knable was warming up to come into the game against the D-backs here Saturday night, had some tightness in his shoulder. They sat him down that night, he played catch on Sunday, at which point manager Robbie Thompson said Knable is day-to-day. We didn't see Knable in last night's game, and had he been available, he likely would have pitched the ninth inning in a tie game. Instead, Sir Anthony Dominguez got the ninth and set down the side in order last night. Tonight, we did see Knable to start the ninth with a save on the line, a one-run lead, 9-8. to eight. First batter against Knable was Miguel Rojas. With the Phillies playing a no-doubles defense and the third baseman, Alec Bohm, guarding the line, Miggy hit a shot up the line. Bohm made a diving stop on the ball behind the bag at third, made a one-bounce throw to first base that Reese Hoskins couldn't dig out of the dirt. It should have been a hit for Rojas. It was scored in E5. Bottom line, the Marlins had the tying man on to begin the ninth inning. Uh, Rojas reaching on an E5. Luke Williams pinch ran to pick up some speed at that point. A... Stolen base, got Williams down to second base. Then a walk to Jacob Stallings. And all of a sudden, Marlins had the go-ahead man on two. First and second, nobody out against Knable in the ninth. He just couldn't throw strikes. He walked Jazz Chisholm, and the Marlins down a run had the bases loaded with nobody out for their hottest hitter over the course of the last month, Garrett Cooper. The 1-0. Ground ball, pass to shortstop, base hit left field. Williams scores, Stallings will go to third base, and we are tied at nine in the ninth, the blown save for Knable. <laughs> Knable was pulled from the game at that point, having thrown 16 pitches, only four strikes, didn't get an out, he walked two, allowed a hit, had a man reach on an error, he gave way to Andrew Bellotti, so it was a tie game, bases loaded, nobody out, Bellotti got Jorge Soler on the first pitch to hit a fly ball to very short left field. Kyle Schwarber made the catch, and there was no chance for the pinch runner Nick Fortes at third base to even think about trying to score. So that was out number one. Jesus Aguilar then to the plate. 
Aguilar facing Bilotti hit a foul pop-up over near the first base side on deck circle. JT Romuto was there to make the catch for the second out, and the ball simply popped out of his mid. It was a shocking error charged to Romuto, and it gave Aguilar a second chance in the ninth inning trying to untie this game, and Jesus took advantage. The 1-2, and Aggie reaches out, hits one in the air, right center field, Castellanos on the run, can't get it, it's going to go to the wall. Fortes scores, here comes Jazz, headed for third base, Cooper on a two-run double by Aguilar. The Marlins have scored three in the ninth inning to go up 11-9. Aggie with a double, a homer, and four runs batted in tonight, and the Marlins had the lead at that point, 11-9. Brian De La Cruz, Navi Garcia would then strike out against Bilotti, so it was a two-run lead into the last of the ninth inning. Tanner Scott came on looking to lock it down, aiming for his fifth save of the season. Things started well, a strikeout of Didi Gregorius, but then Alec Bohm doubled, so the tying man came to the plate with one out of the ninth. Bryson Stott, a fly ball to right for the second out, so the Marlins were an out away. Yeah, the top of the order, the dangerous bat of Kyle Schwarber on deck, but Matt Vierling was the last hope, the number nine hitter for the Phils. Scott from the belt, checks the man at second, the 2-2 pitch, popped in the air, shallow right, in comes Garcia, he's under it, he makes the catch, and the Marlins win it 11-9. What a night of baseball. <laughs> never a doubt, Glenn, never a doubt. I knew it from the beginning, even after they took the lead, I knew that the fish were gonna come back. I was, I was 100% I'm kidding. That was an awesome game. Marlins were up four early. They were down four. They were down one going to the ninth. They score three in their final at bat for a desperately needed victory over the Phillies. The final tonight, Miami 11, the Phillies 9. We'll come back. with For the Marlins, 11 runs, 11 hits, no errors, four men left. For the Phillies, nine runs, 13 hits, two errors, they strand nine in the game. Stephen Okert, the winning pitcher, 3-0. Corey Knable, a blown save and the loss, 2-5. Tanner Scott, his fifth save of the season. Time of the ball game was three hours, 54 minutes, as the Marlins with the victory improved to 3-2 and two on this road trip against the Astros and the Phillies so far. They're 28-32 on the year, now 13-18 on the road. For the Phillies, just their second loss in their last 12 games. They fall back to 500 at 31 and 31, now 18 and 17 here at home. A lot of heroes at the plate, a lot of heroes on the mound for the Marlins in this ball game. Marlins hit four home runs. It's their third four home run game of the season, all over the course of the last eight days. Had one last Tuesday night at home against the Nationals, had one Friday in Houston, had one tonight with both Aguilar and Garcia going deep with a man on in the first inning. Then Jacob Stallings down 8-4, to four, a three-run home run with one out in the seventh. Jazz Chisholm followed with a game-tying home run, so four long balls for the Marlins tonight as they get it done 11-9 against the Phillies. Marlins pitchers struck out six in this game. As you know, the Marlins and Auto Nation are partnering again here in 2022, working together to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitcher records a strikeout this season, $25 be donated to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative to support cancer research. Six Ks tonight, another $150 for the season now. 528 strikeouts, $13,200 from the Marlins to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative. An exciting ball game. Marlins 11, the Phillies 9. 
Miami now a chance to win this series two games out of three in Philadelphia tomorrow at 105. Pablo Lopez will not make the start. Hopefully he'll go against the Mets on the weekend. We'll see if Donnie announces a starter post game here tonight, coming up in a couple of minutes. At the moment, the Marlins are TBA. Kyle Gibson will pitch for the Phillies. Gibson 4-2, a 441 earned run average. We're going to hit the air at 12.30 tomorrow with Marlins on deck before the Marlins head on to New York for a day off Thursday. And four games coming up against the Mets Friday through Monday. A wild and crazy ball game in South Philadelphia last night. Before we hear from Donnie and Jacob Stallings, let's pause for a quick commercial break. Back with you on Marlins Rewind. Let's hear from Don Mattingly after the Marlins' wild and crazy win in Game 2 last night. Donnie, a crazy one tonight. How would you describe the emotions of a game like that? No, it was it was definitely a tale of like three different games. <laughs> it felt like, you know, the early part, we jump early. Um, Trev dodges trouble in the first. It seemed like every time that he got around to the top of their order, he had trouble. Um, you know, really fortunate, really. We didn't get in the worst spot that he walked six guys at this ballpark with that lineup and get away with that uh, a little bit. You didn't get away with all of it, but get away with it a little bit is good. Uh, but obviously that seventh for us is really just get back in the game. Stallings, three-run homer, puts us there, and then Jazz back-to-back, and then we got a game again. And, you know, early on, I felt like, you know, we – as we kept leaving our guys on the field and walking people, it's hard to hit. Like every time we came in and, and Blyer finally got a, a a zero, kind of set things back in place. We got some, we got a, we start swinging the bats better at that point, um, you know, and kept our guys off the field. So it was, uh, you know, it worked out. How nice is it to see this great bounce back after the tough <clears throat> loss last night? Yeah, it's a funny game, right? We don't score last night. We get 11 tonight. Sandy gives us the outing he gives us and we don't score tonight we just kind of did whatever we had to do and it was good to see it a lot of home runs there uh, specifically Avi Garcia with the injury that he has how how nice was it to see that that hand looks like it's feeling better yeah all, all of it right the you know Aggie Avi swinging the bat the double um but good the stallings obviously all the, the home runs we needed them uh, this ballpark's kind of conducive to it. You know, if you hit it decent, it's going to go. So, um, you know, it was good tonight. To, we needed all of it. Well, the ninth inning after, again, you guys get a, guys tied back up and then <clears throat> get the run back in the eighth to see the team not get deflated and find the way to, to get back and finish it off. Yeah, it was good. You know, they've, you know, they've had a little trouble, I guess, finishing games and things like that, too, at the end. Um, you know, we, and we've experienced some of that, but Miggy getting on is huge. And, you know, we were able to run Williams, puts pressure on the guy to be a little quicker. He's able to get a bag uh, and put us in scoring position right away. And then it seemed like it just kind of unraveled a little bit. And our, and our guys kind of stayed patient in the zone and, and got what we wanted. Yeah, the ability to, I guess, take advantage of those errors. You know, obviously the JT one. That's sort of- yeah, that ended up being huge, obviously, given us getting a second chance right there. What makes Aggie so good in those situations, Donnie? It doesn't matter if he's going good or going bad. He always seems to put together a real professional like that for you. He's got a pretty good knack for that ball away, right, when he needs to. And hitting that ball in the right center, basically just what he did tonight. He understands how to put the ball in play when he needs to. So I think as much as anything, it's that. Uh, back to Trevor. Uh, just we've seen outings <clears throat> like this more often than not. It feels like this year. Just is there a concern at this point? Now we're 12 starts in and seems like he still hasn't found that groove. Yeah, I think I'd be lying if I said there's no concern. Obviously, when you walk six guys and 
you don't get the ball in the zone, that's, that's something you're concerned about. Um, you know, I'm not quite sure, you know, Mello go through the outing and everything tonight and, and tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely concerning. Um, you know, we've got we to get better. Is it one of those instances, obviously, he's, he's been working on things, a fastball location, but just that he has to work them up here, you know, like it's... Yeah, well, I mean, the last outing was good. It's kind of what we're getting with young guys. It seems like one's good. We Edward gets a couple good ones, and then he doesn't throw the ball in the zone. And Trev had a pretty good one the time before, didn't get the ball in the zone. So, you know, when you deal with young starters, you're hoping that they keep growing, uh, and you got to keep working and just trying to get better. Do you know who you're going to start tomorrow? We do. Uh, and... Probably not announcing it just from the standpoint we got to make a, a corresponding move, and then we haven't done that yet. I try not to announce until we make the move. But we'll definitely be a starter. It won't be Pablo tomorrow. All right, that was Donnie after the Marlins win over the Phillies in game two last night. As we wrap things up, let's hear from the catcher, Jacob Stallings, who had a really nice night at the plate. Okay, Glenn, downstairs with Jacob Stallings. Um, Jacob, how would you describe the emotions of a game like this? Yeah, I mean, we've had pretty uh, two pretty emotional games with these guys so far. Uh, I think it's just a great response by our guys uh, from yesterday. Obviously, a tough loss. And, um, you know, our guys just got us going in the first with the homers and um, Aggie and Avi. And, um, you know, then we go, then we give up, I think, eight straight. I mean, just kind of a whirlwind of a game. And, Hit a couple more homers, so you know it's just just really good resilience by the guys. Um, yeah, I mean it's been an emotional two days. Uh, you're very humble because the a couple more of those homers included your three-run homer that kick-started this thing again in the fifth inning. I uh, take me through the at bat, and that was your first homer since opening day. How good did number two feel this year? Yeah, I mean I've been I've been battling and trying to get right, especially at the plate, but. Um, yeah, it felt good. I mean, it was a big swing of the bat for us. It got us back in the game. Amelia's tough. I mean, he throws that sinker, and um, it's just, you know, I was just trying to be on time with it, you know, and, and hopefully see off speed if he if he did throw it. But it was an off the plate. I didn't really realize how far in off the plate it was, but luckily I got the barrel to it. You know, I feel like we do this song and dance every time a team comes back and picks up a big win. But guys are battle-tested, man. Like, this has been a good road trip so far. You take two of three in Houston. Now you're... You got a rubber match tomorrow afternoon. You know, what is the character of this team right now? Just fighting. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we're really coming together. Um, you know, I've, I've felt that way since Colorado. Um, really since June hit. I, th- I think we were in Colorado in June. Um, but, you know, I, just, I feel like we're really coming together. I feel like, um, you know, the energy's just been really good. I feel like we were kind of trying to find our way there for a little while and now we're just trying to have fun and, and, and go out there and be there for one another. So it's been a lot of fun this month, and, and I feel like we've been playing good ball, and hopefully we can keep it going. All right, go clinch your series victory tomorrow. Thanks for the time. Congrats on the big win tonight. All right, thank you. All right, Glenn. All right, that was Jacob Stallings after the Marlins win. They're now 28-32. and 32. The Phillies back to 500 at 31-31. and 31. Game three of this series comes your way at 105 this afternoon. And it's to be determined who's on the mound for Miami. We do know it will not be Pablo Lopez. Whomever it is, they will go opposite of the right-hander Kyle Gibson. 105 first pitch, 1230 airtime with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.